Howdy bowdy riffers, this is David Sanchez and this is episode 72 of the Riffs or Die podcast for Wednesday, July 13th, 2022. Thanks for your patience on this episode. I thought I was going to be able to get this interview out before I flew over to New York to record the new special record, but alas, time did not allow. So this interview was recorded a couple weeks ago. So there's a couple of things that are time sensitive in this episode. Um, where the guest is talking about upcoming shows and stuff. Obviously, those are in the past now, so need not apply on those. However, this is definitely one of my favorite episodes that I've ever done. This is one of my favorite interviews. This is with a really cool guy named Matt Young, or as we call him affectionately, Youngie, from the band King Parrot, and he is also the vocalist in another band called Crisis Act. I recently watched the new King Parrot video, and it's fucking hilarious. I will definitely have a link to that in the description. It's called Kick Up a Stink. The animated music video is really funny. You guys will have to check that out if you want to laugh. It's only a couple minutes long, so peep that. And then there's also links to his other band, Crisis Act, with uh, some of the dudes from Psychroptic and the bass player Revocation. And I just checked that stuff out, and it's fucking sick. Really, really cool band. So peep both of his bands and stay tuned until the end because he's got some wise words for you. As always, if you want to support the podcast, you can go to riftsordie.com and pick up some merchandise. Merchandising! You can also go to patreon.com slash riftsordie, become a patron. You'll have access to some bonus content, early access to episodes, and if you sign up at the $10 level or higher, you'll have access to the monthly Zoom hangouts. You can hang out with me in real time, ask me anything you want, talk shit. I don't care. Just come and hang out. It's a good time. If you like the podcast, please make sure you rate it on whatever platform you're listening, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to it, give it a rating. I would really appreciate that. I also appreciate when you guys spread the word. So if you dig it, share it with some friends or family, send it to someone who you think would enjoy it. Some of you may have noticed that the last episode was not uploaded to YouTube, and there's a reason for that. The reason being, one of my older episodes, specifically the one with Armand Majidi from Sick of It All, got removed. When you get a strike on your YouTube channel, they do not let you upload for a while, so bada boom bada bing, that's why you didn't see it on YouTube. But there is a way that... But there is a way that you will always be able to listen to the podcast, even if they're censored off of YouTube. And that is directly on riffsordie.com. There's a little podcast player right there on the website, the homepage. So just check that out. If you find out that something got released but it's not on YouTube, that could just be because YouTube loves censorship and they're a bunch of totalitarian dickheads. As far as I can tell, the stuff is never going to be censored off of riftsordie.com. So just know going forward that that's going to be the place to listen to everything uncensored. And eventually, if they just start censoring that platform, I'll move over to a different podcasting platform. No problem. I want to support companies and organizations that believe in free speech because I believe in that too. It's incredibly important to me. Somebody should uh, write some sort of document, some sort of legal document that protects something like free speech. Wouldn't that be cool if someone came up with an idea like that? Let's get into it. 
This is one of my favorite episodes. I hope you guys enjoy. Here is my chat with the legend himself, Matt Young. We're on. <laughs> Excellent. How's it going out there in the land down under? It's going good, man. It's going all right. We're uh, we're doing okay, you know. It's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit of a challenge the last few years, but um, we're uh, we're getting through it now. It's good. Excellent. You guys have played some shows recently, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We play. We've been playing, and yeah, we've been doing some touring. We uh, we've done Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane. Uh, we've done some regional shows. I think we, so, you know, a couple of the places we might have played with you guys when you guys came out here. So, some of the same places, like I think we did Ballarat and Newcastle. And, yeah, sort of just you know, some few of the places off the beaten track that you know quite a few of the bands you know you know most bands don't sort of go out there and stuff but we'll go out there and do it so yeah that's been good we've got some more shows coming up in queensland this weekend and uh, then we're gonna have a bit of a break and do do a new record so that's a, that's the plan that is awesome it makes me really happy to hear you say yeah. that you guys are actually able to play shows in australia because the news that i've seen out of that place in the last couple of years ain't looking so good for playing concerts no nah, man it's been uh it's been a bit weird you know like it's been weird because um i think in, in january we played and it was sort of we played some shows sort of around the sydney area we did like three shows and um it was kind of strange like we were selling like i you know you get a bit of an idea as to how many tickets you sold and things like that looks like in an audience if you know what i mean Mm-hmm. And and I was looking out in the audience when we we're playing. I'm like, I know how many tickets we sold at this show, but there's like maybe like thirty percent of the people weren't there. And, but they didn't get a refund. They just didn't turn up, you know. And, and I think there's just a little you know, people still getting COVID or you know and isolating and you know maybe still wanting to support the band and not getting a refund or you know things like that. So or people just not having the confidence, you know. So have been a little bit strange like that especially in the regional areas more so the confidence is quite high in the in the cities i've found but uh in the regional areas still so uh, getting there man we're getting there that's good and you guys have some shows next weekend right uh brisbane friday uh we're playing up in the sunshine coast which is like about an hour or two north of Brisbane, and then we, we go down to the Gold Coast on on uh, Sunday. So, yeah, Brisbane Friday, place called Maroochydore on Saturday and Gold Coast on Sunday. Awesome. Yeah, man, yeah. How's it been going for you? Oh, things ain't so bad. Um, been keeping busy. Uh, yeah? Yeah, life ain't so bad, though, all things considered. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you guys playing or? No, I think we're gonna make some new music this year, and then we'll hit the road next year when gas is nineteen fifty a gallon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you're getting that over there as well, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And when uh, fuel prices are really high in the U.S., you know, everyone's you know pretty sticker shocked over it here but then 
whenever I see that stuff, I think of like the UK and Europe and stuff, and I'm like, it's way more expensive out there. So even though it sucks here, it's not not as bad as it is other places. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, obviously we we do uh, liters and all that sort of stuff out here. We don't do gallons or whatever. But the comparison I can make is like. On average, it used to cost about eighty or ninety dollars to fill your tank, and now it costs like about one hundred and thirty or one hundred and forty. That's sort of where we're at out here. So I'm sure it's probably the same with you guys, right? Yeah, depending what kind of a vehicle you have, I think there's about three and a half liters in a gallon. But uh, okay, yeah, my car gets like eleven gallons to a full tank, but. When I had the van that we used to tour in, that thing would hold 31 gallons. So right. I, I was just talking to Jungle Rot the other day. They played in Denver, and they were yep. saying that it costs about $350 a day to get between in shows. Two. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's insane. 350 bucks a day just to get to the next show. Oh my god, man, that's crazy. <laughs> that is insane. So what trips me out about that is just thinking like in the future, if prices stay like this or get worse, I have no idea how smaller bands are going to come up and like actually make it work unless you know they all have software engineering jobs or they all have dad's money or something. Yeah, that's that's yeah, exactly. You know, you yeah, you're really gonna have to start thinking outside the box a little bit, aren't you? <laughs> you know, working a day job sort of while you're in the back of the van, right? Uh, you know, doing telemarketing or something, or um, <laughs> uh, our um, Slats, our bass player. You know, he 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 does like IT kind of work, and um, when we've been touring and stuff in the past, he'll sit in the back of the van. And still do his job, you know, like not as, you know, more sort of part-time, I guess, but he'll still, you know, make calls and do all this stuff. And, and if you know Slats, he's usually a pretty funny, bubbly kind of guy. Yeah. Always joking and laughing. But when he does his job, you know, he puts on this other persona where he's <laughs> this IT headhunter. <laughs> we just, we, we all have to sit there and listen to him, like, you know, putting in on and talking all professional and that it's so hard to not just you know break out and laugh <laughs> it's 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 good man. it's 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 good and it keeps you going i'm having a hard time picturing him doing that me, me too man until you see it it's really hard to like and i'm like where he's doing it he's really good at it you know but uh you know after all these years of touring and stuff he's been able to hold his job down and, and keep doing it while we're touring as well, which is which is crazy. But, um, yeah, it's a credit to him. It's pretty cool. It's very funny. Very funny. <laughs> so you guys are going to make a new record this year? That's the plan, man. Yeah, I said, like, over the last few years, we've kind of, I guess, you know, as a, as a band, you kind of want to try and stay as active as you can. And we've been able to do a little, a few little things here and there. We did... A few shows when they relaxed the restrictions a little bit and we just sort of kind of got away with it, you know, that we were able to do a couple of shows. We only did maybe three or four shows in the last two years, in the two years when the lockdowns and all that were happening. But we did a lot of stream as well. 
and then you know like we've just sort of been working on other like we released an ep of songs that we recorded over in the states that we were never actually going to release but we'd done them properly and done them in a studio and you know we thought we were going to just have them as songs for a new record but we thought you know what let's just release it and put it out it's it's there we, we can't uh, rehearse or jam or do anything because Todd, our drummer, lives uh, up in Queensland, which is way away, a plane flight, a couple of hour plane flight away. So we couldn't really play. So we just wanted to try and stay as active and engaged with our fans as we could. We started selling alcohol. <laughs> we started selling alcohol with this company called Grog Lords. Like a King Parrot beer? No, we sold, we made whiskey. Um, we made, uh, and we've just done an absinthe. So, but it's like um, a King Parrot brand. Yeah. Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah. This, this this is a cool company out here called Grog Lords and they import quite a lot of different, you know, they do the Slipknot whiskey and the Metallica whiskey and Motorhead stuff stuff and, and he's just sort of started, you know, like picking out some Australian bands to do collaborations with um and so we did a whiskey to start off with which went really well and then he approached us again about doing an absinthe and i said well why not man let's do an absinthe <laughs> yeah why not is usually a better question than why yeah yeah well i mean it's it's, it's, it's like well, we can't play shows and we can't you know let's do some different things that we normally wouldn't do you know and and you know, I mean, not to say that we wouldn't have done it anyway, but it was cool to be able to do it, you know, and um, and our f- fan base out here, I mean, I th- think they can only, they can't send it internationally. They can only sort of send it within Australia, but our fan base out here are, you know, heavy drinkers, I would say. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it went really well, man. It was good. Um, so, yeah, well, I just, and I, we've released, our first EP, we've just released our first EP that we did in 2011 on vinyl for the first time on a 10-inch, and we did all the albums on cassette because we'd never done cassettes before and things like that. I've just been trying to just keep keep it ticking over, and I just said to the boys recently, I said, look, I don't know how much more of this stuff I can do without a new record, and you know? we need to do something. So, yeah, we're going to spend some time. We've got maybe 15 song ideas there. So we've we've got a lot of stuff from over the years that we've just sort of um, banked up. And I think it's now it's just a matter of getting into the rehearsal rooms and the studio and damming them out and, and demoing and, and all that sort of stuff. But I think, um, you know, we've got enough ideas and things there to make a new record for sure. Killer. Yeah. That's exciting. It is, man. I'm I'm super excited. It's been a long time since we've done a record. So, like, other than the EP that we did a couple of years ago, but that was, yeah, like I said, it was songs that we recorded a while ago. Like, I think it was like in 2018 or something um, that were just sitting there and we released it. So, yeah, we're overdue, man. We're ready. <laughs> so, with those um, those songs that you released that were recorded in 2018, you said you recorded them in the US. We did. Where'd you do them? We recorded it down at Housecore Records Studio at Nod Ferratu's Lair in Louisiana. That's Phil's. That's Phil's studio. Phil yeah. Anselmo's yeah. studio. Yeah, cool. That, that's his place. Yeah, yeah. It was a really strange situation. Actually, we were 
we just done a tour with Super Joint and Devil Driver mm-hmm. and Child Bite and Kane Hill, I think. I think we just put out uh, the, the last record, Ugly Produce, and we did that tour with them. And then we were going to fly straight out to Europe and do a tour with Decapitated. And Decapitated were touring around with Thy Art is Murder at the same time as we were doing the Superjoint Devil Driver tour. And then they had all that shit that happened to them a few years back where they got in a bit of trouble. I think it was up in Seattle or something. Yep. And, uh, you know, it was all over the metal press. I, I, I can't remember the details, but it wasn't great. And that our Europe tour got cancelled that we were supposed to go out with Decapitated. So we ended up having to stay in America for another couple of weeks. Oh, wow. So you were supposed to go out, but shows got canceled, so that's why you were hanging out instead of rebooking your flights? Basically, we were going to fly straight out from America, fly straight to Europe, and two days later start the tour with Decapitated. But the whole tour got wiped. Mm -hmm. So we got stuck in America for two weeks. We stayed in Florida for a week, and then we we asked uh, Phil and, and, and Kate if we could come over and you know we just had an idea let's get in the studio um write and record it's it's as much as we can do in a week you know or four or five days or whatever we had so we just got in there we set everything up had the studio while we were just sort of jamming and then when we had the idea or we had the structure or whatever we wanted to do we just went bang hit record uh, and then once it was recorded, I'd try and go off and finish off the vocals, and we just did that just for just for something to do. That's a really <laughs> you know, good just, idea, though, to make good uh, use of that time. That's awesome. Made lemonade out of those lemons. Yeah, exactly. It was great just to be able to sort of yeah utilize that time. Yeah, so that was good. And strangely enough, we ended up being there and. Our booking agent rejigged some shows for us, so we ended up going over to Europe anyway, but we just did a UK tour, like 12 shows in the UK or something like that. But before we left, um, I Hate God and Crowbar were playing Halloween in New Orleans, and so we gave them a call and said, hey, like we're in town and we're leaving like the next day. Can we play with you guys? And they were like, sure, jump on the bill. So we, we got to play in New Orleans with I Hate God and Crowbar on Halloween. That's awesome. Is, Their hometown. It was awesome, man. It was a really good show. It was, we were really grateful to be able to just sort of, you know, three or four days beforehand, call them up and say, hey, can we play? And they were like, yeah, no worries. Let's do it. <laughs> That's super cool. Yeah, it was. It was good, man. It was really good. So, yeah. So that was an interesting little set of circumstances that was, but uh, it all kind of panned out in the end. So that EP is out or it's coming out? No, it's out. It's called it's called Hold Up in the Lair. It's out on uh, Housecore Records over there in, in North America. Cool. I and, need to check um, that out. I want to listen to that. Yeah, and it's got a little uh it's got a little video called uh Kick Up a Stink. It's like an animated video. <laughs> um again, like you know, we wanted to do a proper video but we couldn't get together to do it for that release because of the lockdowns and all that sort of stuff out here. So there's an animated guy here in Australia that does some really cool stuff. So we got him to do it. And yeah, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> I will absolutely check that out. I love animation and uh, yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Great. I'll, uh, I'll do the link. 
Sounds good. Yeah, it's rare to see animation in a music video just because animation is so laborious and expensive. It is. But the way this guy does it, it's, it's really cool. And I, I was just shocked with how quickly he turned it around as well. He he did it in like a couple of weeks. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check amazing. that out. I might have to tap that dude's yeah, skills. Yeah, he, he's good. He's, he's doing a lot of videos for bands out here now. His name's Mike Foxall. Yeah, really, really talented guy. Rad. Yeah, that's awesome. Indeed. Well, you have a new baby? Did yes. I hear you correctly? I do. Yeah, damn, dude. <laughs> How many kids do you have now? Yeah, we do. <laughs> so between me and my missus, we have four kids. Woo! Um, yeah, man, we're, we're partying. Yeah, and our little baby's almost two. So, yeah, she's uh, she's growing up real quick. It's, I mean, you know, it was, it was right in the middle of the, uh, the pandemic stuff that she was born, you know, so we were... Mm-hmm. It was really kind of weird those first few years where things were, you know, we were just at home a lot and locked down. And <laughs> well, I mean, you had to be at home, so that timing to have a a newborn could be much, much, much worse. <laughs> true, absolutely true. But it was still kind of weird, just you know, just uh, because the lockdowns were so intense over here, especially in in our state. Mm-hmm. And our uh, city in Melbourne, you know, um, it was just like it was a ghost town all the time. Was, that aspect of it was kind of weird. But, yeah, no, it's, it, it's good, man. We, we've got our hands full here and, uh, yeah, we have, we have fun. <laughs> we have a lot of fun. Yeah, four kids. Bill Gates hates you. <laughs> I think B- Bill Gates hates me too. I don't even have any kids. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think I think we're all sort of we all fall under the same umbrella when it comes to our old uh, Billy boy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely. Useless eaters, I believe we are. <laughs> yep, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, how's it all going for you guys? What's happening in Denver, man? How's it all going there? Uh, things have relaxed a lot over here. There was some months when the, uh, music venues here reopened and a lot of them were, you know, doing the papers, please show me your papers to come into the venue. And, uh, it's funny. You were mentioning that at some of your shows, a lot of people weren't showing up even though they bought tickets. Well, one of the big, like turning points for some of these venues to stop doing those uh, restrictions was I I heard there was a sold out show at one of the bigger venues here in town sold out and like 40% attendance because there was tons of people that bought the tickets and probably either didn't want to show their papers, didn't feel confident going into a big audience, this, that, or the other thing, and just didn't show up. Less than half of the people showed up to a sold out show. Wow. So nowadays yeah. they're not checking anything and uh it doesn't matter what your medical status is, you're welcome in like you're a regular human being. Yep. It's pretty nice. Interesting. Yeah. So they've just stopped asking and stuff at all the venues and all that now over here. The mandates were still in place for vaccination stuff to be able to work here up until I think it actually ends this week or might have even been today that it ends. So up until this point, you haven't been able to legally 
work in Victoria unless you were vaccinated. Up until this week, you can't work? Yes. Yeah, man. Holy shit. So what what changed that made them uh, drop it this week? I, I, I have no idea. Wow. I have no idea what changed. I don't think anything really changed. They just, right. That's just what they decided to do. I think for healthcare and jobs in like the healthcare field, you know, you, you still have to have it. But uh, yeah, everyone else can go kind of go back to work, I guess, or, or can get a job again. There's staff shortages everywhere mm-hmm. and small businesses really struggling out here. So in turn, you know, all of the prices are going up for everything. Everything's going up. Right. I don't. Everything's going up apart from people's wages. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The wages don't keep up ever. Yeah, but I mean, look, it, it's it's somewhat returning to a little bit of normality. But as you probably heard, you know, like here in Melbourne, like things were probably the harshest that they were in all of Australia, and comparatively to the rest of the world, I think you know, like. We, we had some of the harshest lockdowns here Yep. Um, that were going around. There was like curfews and all sorts of stuff, you know. So it was just kind of bizarre to be in it all. And I think, um, you know, there's a lot of fear that's sort of carrying over in people. There's still lots of people out wearing masks and people wearing masks in their cars and stuff still and uh, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> seen a mask in a car in a while, but yeah, for a long time there was everyone doing that and it never worked out, but I really wanted to like pull up next to someone like that at a red light and, you know, do the roll your window down thing to them. And I genuinely really like not to make fun of them or anything. I really genuinely wanted to be able to ask someone like, Hey, why are you wearing a mask alone in your car with the windows up? I would seriously like to know like what the reasoning is. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's it's fear, I guess. You know, it's 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 just the fear of it all. I think, and I guess people want to do the be seen or, or or think that they they're doing the right thing. I guess. Yeah, I hope I don't get myself sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. It's 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 bizarre. Like, I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know where I sit with all of this stuff, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So, uh, for a long time, I know that interstate travel was banned. You couldn't go to other states in Australia. I saw videos of people meeting at the borders where there was, like, a concrete yep. wall set up. Um, yep. And people, will, you know, family members that live in different states would meet up at the border and, like, share lunch with each other because they couldn't... Yep physically like set foot in the other side but they could hug each other and share lunch or whatever because that makes a yeah. lot of sense yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man it's, it's it, yeah thankfully all that sort of stuff's going on now as well um i think western australia which is you know a long way away like you know right over the other side of the country was basically just so isolated there for a while they couldn't leave they couldn't you couldn't go in they couldn't leave prisoners it was bizarre but i think that that's all kind of gone now too you know which is a shame because you know it's it's awesome over there and you know i've got lots of friends over there and people that i haven't seen for years now 
that live over there. <laughs> you know, that when you know, usually I would see them. You know, three, four, five times a year at least on tour, like going to Perth. Yeah, like on tour, playing shows, or them coming over here. You know, like music people. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, people that you know you get to know over the years that you work with, and yeah, it's just it's bizarre, but um. Yeah, the confidence is still kind of down a little bit, I would say, for, like, travelling over to Western Australia. It's been really sort of full-on here, really full-on. Something that you kind of never really would have thought that you would, you know, obviously it's been full-on everywhere, I get it. But being sort of out here in Australia, you're kind of a little bit isolated. You feel sort of separate, you know, you're so far away from everywhere else. You know, it was even more isolating, you know, just to be yeah. not be able to do anything, you know, not to be able to go anywhere and, and um, or even leave your state, really. So, yeah. Yeah, madness. I haven't done research on, like, the, the new rules for entering the country. What's up with going to Australia? Is that even possible? I don't actually know, to be honest with you. Uh, well, the bands are starting to come out, like bands are touring. Really? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. We've had the Bronx came out and played the other day. Uh, they, they were out here. There's a big festival called uh, Good Things, which has got like, I think, Bring Me the Horizon, Deftones. I think Soulfly are actually playing. And there's a few other bands playing as well. You know, a few like sort of poppy, punky kind of bands as well. Mm -hmm. That's in December. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, and I mean, the, the promoters are starting to get busy again and, you know, this tour is coming up. But I would say, like, so far half of them have been, like, cancelled or postponed or, or whatever be because of COVID, basically, if someone gets it or they can't come out or, or whatnot. But there's another festival that's just actually happening at the moment called Dark Mofo, which is down in Tasmania. <laughs> I love the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, they've had, they have some cool stuff down there. I wasn't exact, wasn't quite up with what they had, but I know like Trypticon played. And, uh, there was some, some other cool bands. Chelsea Wolf, I think, were doing stuff. and Yeah, so that's been going on. And, and a lot of people travel from around Australia down to Tasmania to go and check that out. So Yeah, and you guys have played down there, right? Yeah, we played down there a lot, man. Yeah, it's it's good. Do you guys take it's a boat cool. over there or fly? No, we usually – you can take a boat, but it's sort of like if you go on the boat, you kind of have to stay overnight. So you, like, go in the afternoon, drive on, and then – stay in a cabin or whatever, and then you arrive the next day. Right. So, uh, okay. no, we just fly. It's just an hour. It's only a one-hour flight from Melbourne. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would imagine that uh, boat ride is a little choppy and weird because I'm sure the the current goes through that channel pretty strong. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a wild uh, ocean out there. Like, the, the ant it's, you know, sort of like the next, you know, I, I live right down on the ocean, you know, and the next thing south is Antarctica, you know, other yep. than Tasmania, it's like eh, Antarctica's down there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so crazy that, uh, <laughs> that's the closest thing because Antarctica and Australia are like, no pun intended, but like polar opposites when you think of landscapes. Well, and I think, yeah, like it's funny. I think the, the, the stereotype, of Australia is that it's you know hot and 
arid and all that sort of stuff. But I guess where where we live, I'm a couple of hours out of Melbourne, sort of down near a city called Geelong. It's more. It's we we have weather, you know. We it gets really cold here in in winter. Oh, really? It's really cold and wet here at the moment. You know, it's sort of like just near where we are. There's a road called the Great Ocean Road, which is a famous drive that you can go on. It goes for like you know three or four hundred kilometers, a couple mm-hmm. hundred miles. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's just beautiful, man. It's beautiful coastline, cliffs, and all that. But it's like a rainforest just in inland from there. It's like a rainforest. It's called the Otways, and it's um. It's amazing, just some of the trees and the waterfalls and the scenery and all that stuff. It's just amazing. Lots of you know animal life and all that sort of stuff. It's just unbelievable. Some of the trees are just so huge; it's ridiculous. Like you walking through, and it's just like you know these trees have got to be at least a few hundred years old, and um, just some of the most amazing stuff you've seen. You know, it's really cool. And some stinky koala bears climbing up them. There's a few sneaky little koala bears. <laughs> there's a few, yeah. More so, yeah, like koala bears. There's like kangaroos and wallabies and stuff. Not so much snakes in the colder months, but uh, yeah, man, it's, it's pretty beautiful. And that's just probably an hour or so away from where I live. And you know, we get down there and go for walks and stuff all the time. It's it's awesome. Yeah, when we toured Australia with you guys, I really enjoyed your country. We were there, let's see, it was, I think it was February of 2014, yeah. so it was like summertime down there. And, it was, uh, yep. It was beautiful. I remember we had some really awesome days off in Byron Bay. Yes. And our uh, our like hotel room was like a three-minute walk from literally being in the ocean from, from the hotel door. Yeah. Good yeah, time. That, that was awesome, man. Yeah, like I, mean, I think we were really lucky to have the tour sort of mapped out where we were at Byron Bay, and then you know we got to stay at the at the venue where the, the you know with the hotel upstairs, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was that was just perfect the way that all panned out. That was great. Yeah, having two days off in a shitty part of a downtown would not be <laughs> nearly yeah, as cool as like, what we got. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that venue is super cool, and 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 they were like, yeah, no problem. I remember, I remember all that. Yeah, that was awesome. That was really great. I mean, Byron Bay is one of the most beautiful places in Australia, and uh, yeah, you can easily spend a week or two there just hanging out and just sort of detached from the rest of the world. You know, it's 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 a really popular place. Obviously, lots of young people go there, backpackers and all that sort of stuff. But um, sort of uh, a little bit. Um, uh, I don't know. A lot of people have caught onto it, and you know, a lot of rich people are going there now. And it's it's almost impossible to buy a house or property there uh, these days. And unfortunately, like most recently, uh, we've had some serious flooding there, and around that area, it's just been completely flooded really badly. Like some of the surrounding towns and stuff like that have just been completely washed out. Whoa, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean it's it's been shocking. Really shocking. It's called the Northern Rivers, that area. So there's obviously there's rivers that sort of flow through. Yeah, it just got severely 
drenched and it's been really, really full on for that whole community. Pretty slow government response as well to assisting them uh, up there. Uh, a lot of them were- <laughs> you don't say. Your government is slow in Australia to assist people, but they're very quick to bitch slap you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They're, they're pretty good at that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, I've got quite a few, know quite a few people up that way. And they were just sort of, you know, the, the communities were like helping each other out to try and make it. Yeah. You know, help each other. Just, I mean, people's houses were completely destroyed. You know, all the carpet was wet and moldy. And, oh, um, what a nightmare. You know, people's houses were completely washed out, you know, so, and the community literally were banding together to help each other out. People had to throw all their furniture and all their white goods and, and all that just out on the front lawn, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, insane. That's good to hear that people were helping each other out because nowadays, I, I, I don't know, people seem to to not give much of a shit about other people in many cases. Um, not always, but yeah, having a community that scratches each other's back like that is crucial, especially when something like that happens. Cause you can't sit around and wait for the government to show up and help you. They don't give a shit guaranteed everywhere. Everyone listening to this, you give a shit more about your community than the government does. Yeah. I, uh, wholeheartedly agree with that one, buddy, but I think, um, more and more people are waking up to that and seeing that and, and how obvious it is, especially after the last few years. Mm-hmm. And it's really encouraging to see that. And it's and I think it's helping raise people's consciousness and awareness around what's going on. And it's I think it's really hard for a lot of people to fathom that that's the case. And I think people, a lot of people don't want to let go of that, that sort of reliance or connection on the government, you know, but I mean, I, I think we need to move away from that system, you know, I mean, something's got to give and I think it will in time, you know, it, it's going to take a little bit of time, but um, I look back and think about, you know, 20 years ago, how many people were sort of onto all the stuff that we, you know, talk about and, and share, you know, and all the information that's going around. Mm-hmm minority of people that we that were awake to that stuff but now it's like it's so much more and i think it'll only get more too you know i think people are just becoming more and more aware of what's actually going on in the world right now yeah i say it all the time everyone's got a supercomputer in their pocket so doing some research is uh easier than ever there's more information available than any time in human history Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a double-edged sword there, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. But uh, if you're trying to dig into something and you find six different, different, not all corporate news outlets or something, but find six different sources of the same story information, yep. as long as you're a little bit of a critical thinker and a little discerning, you can kind of find the holes and, and fill in the blanks here and there figure out who's lying who's telling the truth yeah absolutely absolutely i was going to ask you man how is it with traveling into the u.s at the moment do you know have you heard anything or do you you know anything about 
how it is traveling in or getting in and, and whether, you know, people can come in and it's all okay. And I, I noticed, obviously, see that bands are touring and stuff. Yeah, I, I just saw Thy Art is Murder, speaking of Australian right. metal bands. Yeah. Wh- which town are they from? Um, well, they're, they're mostly, I think, Sydney and Sydney and Brisbane. Sort okay. Of, but I think, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I just saw them. And uh, so I know bands are coming from, from out of town. Um, yeah. I'm not sure about, you know, if you got to show your papers medically to get into the country. Yep. I'm not sure about that. But okay. yeah, I know a lot of international bands are coming back. So obviously you're good to go in some capacity, but you know, worst case scenario, if all else fails and, and and they are still checking papers for medical situations, just go to Mexico and then walk across the border and then you'll get free healthcare and some cash money and some food and water and clothing and a plane ticket yeah. to any city USA. <laughs> no questions asked. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> they, they they hook it up if you walk across the border. <laughs> as long as you walk. Yeah, if you fly in, <laughs> fuck you. But if you walk, come right in. You're good to you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's good that the bands are touring and then and playing and stuff and and getting out there and doing it again. It's great to see. And then, so are you guys thinking about doing some touring? Yeah, I want to get out next year. Like I said, half jokingly, when gas is nineteen fifty a gallon, we'll try yeah. to go out. Um, hopefully, yeah. it's not that brutal. But yeah, I wanna I wanna write some new music and then put it out next year and go on tour because we've still never played any live versions of any of the songs that are on our last record. It came out right, right in the middle of all the bullshit and the lockdowns. Yes. Yeah. Crazy, man. Yeah. I think we, we've got a really similar kind of trajectory. I think um, our guitarist, Ari, uh, he's, uh, or Mr. White, for people that know, he likes to be called Mr. White, too, <laughs> as part of the band. Uh, he, he's uh, having a baby, too. So Really? He, he got pregnant? That's happening pretty soon. Yeah. He's <laughs> 2022. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's uh yeah they're having a baby soon so we're gonna take a bit of time off and 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 write and do all that stuff while the bub's born and, and sure having the first few months of life and then we'll, we're gonna look at that next year as well and hopefully we can come back to the u.s and and go to europe and stuff too and just love to get back out there and and do it all again you know it's it's been such a long time yeah absolutely and i think that as time goes on everything's going to get more and more relaxed with some of this stuff. So I don't think there's going to be too many places that are completely off limits to anyone a year, two years from now. I, I don't see that happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think it's benefiting anything. Or, or I think the amount of stuff that they've rolled back already, especially out here. Um, it's just like, what, what is the purpose of this other than punishing people? <laughs> yeah exactly you know, what, what, i mean no one's safer i mean the people that chose not to get the vaccine aren't dying you know it, it's and then i mean people can still get it and still pass it on and and, and all that whether you're vaxxed or you're not so 
it's just time to move on from this stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> here, here. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It, it yeah, is time yeah. to move on from the stupid shit. There are certain places that are doubling down on the stupidity, but I think just give it a little bit of time and a lot of these places are going to roll back and eat their words. Yeah, yeah. Well, where are some of the more sort of stupid places over there that are, I mean, I, I could probably think of one. Well, <laughs> but, well, yeah, there's some stupidity here in the States, but just north of us in Canada, dude, it's out yeah. of control. Their, their government is absolutely despotic, completely tyrannical right. and out of its mind. Um, I know in Canada, I think like their health minister or some somebody high up in government there just said uh, like in the last week that now to be considered fully poked up, you have to have three injections. So no longer two, it doesn't work. He even said that. He was like, two doesn't work. So you need three now to be considered, you know, fully jabbed up. And I know yeah. that in Canada right now, if you aren't fully jabbed up, you cannot get on an airplane. You cannot get on a train. You cannot get on a public bus. Wow. And you can't even leave the country. So wow. if you're unpoked and you don't like it and you want to go somewhere else, unless you do something illegal, basically... You're not allowed to leave the country. You're a prisoner in Canada. Wow. Absolutely insane. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, yeah they're, they're like cracking their knuckles and stretching out their neck to see like how fucked up they can get over there. Wow, man. Yeah. I mean, look, it's probably hasn't been that different to what's been happening out here. You know, like it's on a similar sort of traje trajectory, like mm – -hmm. Um, it, it is relaxed a little bit now, but, um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's similar kind of stuff that's been going on. Yeah. You know, they're like, um, if you got the queen on your money, you're going to get fucked with really hard. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, far out. <clears throat> I mean, you only have to look at what, you know, some of the members of that family have been up to in the, uh, not too distant past to sort of realize what sort of people they are yeah you know? yeah and i mean the other commonwealth that comes to mind that's just been absolutely tyrannical and out of its mind too is new zealand yeah god damn dude uh, all the news that i saw in the last couple of years coming out of australia canada and new zealand i was just like picking my jaw up off of the floor like how the fuck is that real yeah i i, have, I felt so bad for for people in, in your country and you guys specifically and uh, yep. uh my friends and people in Canada and New Zealand like you guys got some of the worst of it and and in places like China and shit like that that's expected oh yeah the the government in China is fucking with their people oh gee i'm really shocked but yeah, in, in in places like Canada, New Zealand, Australia, it was really shocking. Yeah, I, I mean, and, and it's pretty to anyone that sort of wants to look into that sort of stuff. I mean, you only have to really look at what's happening in China to see that that's what they're gradually implementing and rolling out in places like here. Our state, in particular, Victoria, like is 
Man, there is so much Chinese influence here and there's so much Chinese investment here. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's unbelievable. Like, we, we, we have a chain of hardware stores out here called Bunnings, which is Chinese, you know, um, and it's everywhere. These, these massive, huge um, hardware stores that have got everything. You know, it, it's impossible for Australian-owned hardware stores to really even compete with them. Um <laughs> Yep. Because uh, just everyone goes there, you know, they've just got everything. Even, you know, we build a house, like we bought, bought a house and built a house, uh, it was a couple of years ago now, and it, it, the company's called Henley, you know, and it's sort of painted up as this sort of Australian home company, yeah. home building company, you know. We built through them and, man, Chinese owned, you know. Yeah. The, the imprint of China in, in, in Australia's, Specifically, I'm like, I mean, I know they're huge everywhere, but it's just things like that. It's just like, wow, they're just everywhere. It's just everywhere. And uh, who knows what that's going to mean, you know, in the future, but it, it, it doesn't kind of feel right, you know. <laughs> Some feels a bit off about that, you know, especially with the way that they, they're so harsh with that sort of implementation of, you know, social credit scores and facial recognition technology and all that stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. They're doing it. They're starting to do it here. You know, it's happening. It's happening. Yeah. China is like the, uh, the testing ground for a lot of the stuff that I agree with what you said, that whatever's happening there is the blueprint for what they want everywhere else. And then, uh, you know, you've got people like Justin Trudeau in Canada talking about how he really admires the dictatorship of a place like communist China. He really loves how, how easy it is for the government to just snap their fingers and make something happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, man, absolutely. And it's interesting that you say that because the, the guy who's the premier, we have... Uh, Dan Andrews? The equivalent... Dan Andrews. Oh, yeah, what you, a would have heard, you would have seen him, man. He oh, was, man. He, he yeah. made a name for himself internationally. I mean, oh, yeah. He's he really, a gigantic piece of shit. Oh, God, man. I mean, and, and people are cheering this guy on. You know? Really? And it's like, oh, that's ridiculous. Like, he would still have half of the population support him. No uh, way. I would not expect yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's, um, I, I just don't understand it, you know. I just do not understand it. That people think he's doing a good job keeping everyone safe and all of that sort of stuff. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, really? You really think that? I mean, this guy gets on TV and just—he was dictating. He wasn't leading. He wasn't being a leader. He wasn't—he—he was driving fear and he was segregating the community, discriminating against his own people, and caused more division in our society than what has ever been seen. And the repercussions of that are going to be, you know, there for years and years to come. Oh, yeah. I think about children that grew up young during all this stuff, not being able to oh, yeah. see people smile, not being able to see how mouths move when people are speaking. Like these poor yep. fucking kids, like they're trying to learn how to speak and they can't see yep. the teacher's mouth moving. They they can't. Yeah interact with people in an actual natural human way and see people smile and see people frown and, you know, read facial expressions. Like, man, I, I really think that the reverberations of, of these insane 
measures that were taken are going to be felt for decades, decades and decades. Oh, and I think just the, the, the sheer fact that they just shut down the schools here too, yep. like they were just shut down. Like they, we effectively the kids missed, you know, a year or two of school, you know? Right. Like a, a year or two of their education. And, you know, not that I really hold the education system in, you know, a high regard <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, of course. But, um, but more so just the social interaction with their friends is probably the most important and valuable thing that, that I see. No doubt. Um, for them having to go to school and they just weren't able to sort of do it, you know, like, and if, you know, you wanted to see your friends, you kind of had to sneak around to their house or sort of do some, oh, you're not really supposed to be around here, but we're going to just drop you off and you can jump over the back fence and, you know, and have a play date or whatever with your friend, you know. It was really sad to see that for the kids, you know. But yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, it was just, it was ridiculous. And, and, and the fact, just, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I guess if you're either ready to see what's actually going on or you just want to follow them down the, down the gutter and, and you believe what they say. But, um, yeah. I'm just, once you see it, you can't unsee it, can you? And and then that's where we're at, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a, the best way I've heard it put is once you're awake, you can't go back to sleep. No, this is, it, I mean, even if you want to, you can't, I, 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 I couldn't anyway. I mean, it's just, it's just not part of uh, who I am, but it, it, as well, you know, it's, it's one of the challenging things about the whole thing has been to not try and, you know, not just to try not to get too upset or, uh, angry or, or, or whatnot, and that's been a real learning curve for me, and um, and not to try not to judge and and all that sort of stuff. Whereas I know I've definitely been judged and definitely been sort of you know had people come at me and, and things like that for what I believe and and you know just for basically standing up for my basic human rights. Right. Um, I, I've had quite a few people come at me, but you know whatever. I, I'm not holding a grudge and trying not to just trying to be a better person and not and and be the bigger person and it would be easy just to get into scrap or a shit fight or whatever but you know if people want to kind of have, have a go at you for what you believe or or, or or don't believe you know it's okay we don't have to communicate we don't have to, that, that doesn't if, if what i'm doing is that much of a problem for you then that's okay see you later <laughs> sort of thing yeah you it's know? a big enough world it we is, don't have man. to interact <laughs> Exactly, exactly, and it's fine. And, you know, you, I, I think, uh, you know, during this time, you know, people have found the people that they resonate with, you know, and isn't it just a great thing, you know? I just, it's awesome. I, I've, like, probably lost a few friends but also, you know, made a lot more and and resonate with a lot more, and, and I'm happy with that. That's cool. It, it's totally cool. Yeah, a lot of true colors have been exposed. Yeah, I want to resonate with the people that I, I, I that think in a similar way to me and want to move forward in a similar way to me. You know, because like, it's truth and it's and it's uh, and it's honest and it's real. And I tell you, I mean, if you want to follow that agenda and you want to believe those government politician dicks and all that, you go go right ahead, go over there and do it. It's cool. We're, we're going to try and do this new thing over here and. I'm interested to see how it turns out over the next sort of few decades. I reckon it's going to take time, man. Yeah. Good things do take time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, 
it's definitely a lot further along than what it was sort of even two decades ago. Oh, big time. Um, yeah. And it's exciting to see what it's going to look like, you know, in the next couple of decades moving forward. Yeah. I think, you know, I can't speak for other places, but I think here where I live in the U S things are going to get a little bit worse before they get better. But yeah, I, I think there's so much potential for things to get much better. I mean, look at the shit we have. It could definitely get better than this. <laughs> yes, absolutely, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and there yeah. are some simple solutions. You know, it's like a ship. If you're setting out from Portugal and going to the United States, if you're one degree different in your direction, you're going to wind up in a completely different part of the country on the other side. Yeah. Um, yeah. But those micro-adjustments over time yield a, a big dramatic difference. That's all we really need to do. I think is make some micro adjustments like the Michael Jackson song, man in the mirror, the lyric in that line yep. is like perfect. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make the change. I think oh, yeah. yep. that's pretty much it. It is. It is. I didn't think you were going to pull out a Michael Jackson uh, line, but yeah, that's true. <laughs> got to be got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, you were uh, interested in uh, Earth ships, right? Is, is that, that was, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, man. I'm, I love those things too. Have you, have you seen one before? Yeah. there's uh, The original community of them is in Taos, New Mexico. And I've, is, I've been there correct. and I've stayed in one for about a half a week. Oh, did you really? Yeah, it was fucking awesome, dude. It was so cool. Yeah. So Man. quiet and so peaceful, and the only time we ever had to turn the lights on was at night because there's so much sunlight coming in through the windows. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah are are you even allowed to build those out there in Australia? Oh, probably not. I'm not. Probably not. There'd be some sort of restriction on it. I'm sure. Um, I know that. I know there's people that that do do it, and it is like. Um, workshops and things like that where people are learning how to do it and all that sort of stuff and. Yeah, I mean, I've been interested in that sort of stuff for a long time. I bought this book. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's called the the fifty dollar and up underground house book. No, that's cool. It's by a guy by the name of um, Mike Ola O H L E R. Yeah, the fifty dollar and up underground house book. And this guy just uh, started building underground houses for fifty bucks. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> this is this is a long time ago. Sort of bad. I just stumbled across it one day, and uh, and I, so I bought the book, and and it was really cool. Just and I think that maybe he was sort of pioneered it a little bit, and and the people that did the Earthships might have taken a little bit of stuff from him. Mm, okay, yeah, and then and just like doing all that research, looking at that, and then looking, and then I found the Earthships and. Man, so many times we've driven through, sort of through New Mexico and we've just like never had time to go and stop or had a day off to go and check it out right. um, where they all are and that. But, I, God, I would love to do that, you know. Yeah, they're super cool, man. Yeah, um, and, you know, obviously if, if, if time permits one day at some point in my life, I'd love to give it a shot and try and, and, try and do one, you know. Yep, that's the plan. I, I met somebody the other day that has built many, many of them and teaches like how to do it. And I got his number 
So cool. when, when I'm back in town later this summer after recording this band's record in New York, I'm going to write to him and see if I can meet up with him and pick his brain a little bit. I told him I was going to eventually go down to Taos, New Mexico, and do the internship kind of thing and just learn as much as I could about building yeah. them and help build them and get some hands-on experience. And he was like, before you go do that, call me. <laughs> he was like, I can yeah, teach okay. you a bunch of stuff. You don't even have to go there. Awesome. Yeah, so maybe someday in the future uh, when that's happening, <laughs> maybe I'll have some knowledge or know-how and maybe I'll come say what's up down there and help build one in Australia. Do it, man. That would be so cool. That would be so cool. I think it, there's a little movement that I sort of – I was kind of in touch with it a few years ago, but I kind of drifted off from it. But there was um, people building them, right, and then – if you wanted to learn about it and you wanted to go and, you know, you know, similar to what you were saying, like an internship, they, they would get like, you know, 10 or 20 people and you would go and help someone build their earthship and learn about how to do it and, yep. and that as, as you went. But they, they would have a full crew, you know, yeah, like 10 yeah. or 20 people and, um, and they'd get it done, you know, obviously a lot quicker that way. You know, just with the tires and the ramming the earth and um, those bottle walls and all of that sort of stuff, man. I, I think that's just awesome. So cool. Time consuming, but simple. Yeah. Yeah. And totally just building it to be part of the earth. You know, it's just uh, such a great concept. And it's, I'm just surprised it's not a much bigger thing, you know. Yeah, I, I get the word out about Earthships a lot. I <laughs> I find myself interjecting that into conversations pretty often when i find out someone like you know might be a little uh outside of the box with, with their thinking yeah. or they might be a bit of a hippie or or hate the government or something i'm like hey you ever heard of earth chips but there, there's a a really good documentary about the the inventor of them michael reynolds called garbage warrior yeah. have you seen that uh, I think I might have seen it. Yeah, I think I've, I've definitely seen some documentary that was based out there in New Mexico. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure that was it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that one's really good, and they show a lot of the building process and explain how it works and why things are the way they are with them. But in that documentary, they also covered a lot of the hurdles that they had trying to make it legal to build them. Because yes. Big Daddy government is like, no, you can't do that. Wait, you want to collect your own rainwater to drink and fill your toilet and stuff, and you want to grow your own food in your house, and you want to be completely yeah, yeah. off the grid and not tied into the power company? Like, You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Of course. of course they'll try and stop that. Anything that's, yeah, of course they would. I mean, dude, they're trying to outlaw growing your own food here. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. That's fucking insane, dude. That's completely yeah. insane. And you got to ask yourself, what the fuck is the point of that? Yeah. Other than yep. something evil. Oh, man. It, it's, yeah, it, it completely. I mean, if you're not starting to question things after that kind of stuff. I mean, there was some, some other thing that I saw got passed the other day. Or, or some that got brought up that they're going to try and outlaw using plastic straws. Yeah. And if you get caught using a plastic straw, you'll get a fine. Like, 
<laughs> oh man, it's just it's getting crazier and crazier out here. This is some of the stuff that goes on. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, they want you to use a a paper straw. Yeah, yeah, this, this, the the ones that go all soggy. And they taste like shit. They get all soggy, and often because it's a straw, they don't have them just like sitting there in a cup. They're wrapped in plastic. <laughs> fucking idiots yeah yeah dude yeah i mean not that i care about straws or anything i mean i don't use them anyway but like you know it's just like oh my god yeah that's what we're concerned about people are starving to death we have more slaves in the world than ever in the world's history but we're worried about plastic straws huh (laughs) yeah it's uh it's it is it's ridiculous and i was just sort of I, i saw something as well about like the amount of face masks that have now ended up in the ocean. Oh, yeah, it's disturbing. Up to 450, three or four, I think it was between three and 450 years to, to, to break down. Um, you know, there's like 4 billion or 4 million face masks now in the ocean or something. Yeah, well, good so, thing they're going to get rid of the plastic straws. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, man, it's it's a crazy old world. It really is a crazy world. Since we were on the subject of Earthships and things being more eco-friendly and shit like that, one thing that boggles my mind is, uh, you know, they can make plastic out of hemp. Yeah. And for something like a to-go cup or a plastic straw or plastic forks and knives and, you know, to-go boxes at restaurants and shit like that, I've wondered this for so long. Like, why the fuck can't they just make those out of hemp plastic? That way, if someone does throw it in the ocean, who gives a shit? It's just going to break down in the in like a couple months, and it, that's it. Yeah, that doesn't just make too much sense, bro. It would make too much sense. It, exactly. Yeah, there's often times where I'm like, Jesus, I wonder why things aren't like that. And then I think for about two more seconds, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, because... That would ruin this industry or that one wouldn't make money. There's so many things in the world that are good for humanity, bad for business. Yeah. And those are the ones where I'm like, why doesn't that exist? Oh, yeah, money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 it's just everything's back to front. It's just, yeah, bizarre. But uh, that's the way they want to do it, you know. And, and But I, I think over time, you know, like, like we were saying before, you know, it's I think people is more and more just – waking up to it and, and um, uh, understanding how things work and, and seeing it for what it really is and that, um, yeah, the cloak is being uh, lifted. And I think when the whole COVID thing happened and all this stuff happened, you know, like they really put themselves out there, you know, and and, and I think the door closed behind them and they were, it's, it's, they're there now. It's... It, you can see if you want to see it, it's really easy to see it. Oh and, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and that's just the way it's it is now. And and I think more and more people will see it. I think there's a lot of pride and ego involved as well with with people that they they kind of you know still have to cling on to that that you know I, they they wouldn't do that to us. It is all ego. It's all ego. You can't admit that you got had. You got taken for a ride. They fooled you. Yeah, and I think, yeah, there's a lot of people that kind of go, well, surely they wouldn't do that. Surely they wouldn't do that. I mean, they're the government. They're here to take care of it. Surely they wouldn't do that. And 
And I think people think that because they wouldn't do it. Exactly. Yeah, they project their own morality onto a heartless, soulless monster called government. Yeah, it's like, hold on a second. These people have been doing this for a long, long time, and it's nothing new, and, and it's just taken different shapes and different forms, and now they've done it with health, and people think, oh, they'd never do it with health. Well, they are doing it with health. They have done it with health. They don't care. Like they've got, they don't, they'll do it with anything. And uh, this is just the new thing that, that's got people sort of, you know, in a flutter. And you just got to go, well, you got to see these people for what they are, you know, and they're, uh, they're no different to the, you know, it's just happening on a global scale now. And they're no different to the famous people in the past that have done horrible things. No, they're not very different at all. They're, sociopathic (laughs) crazy evil people yeah and there's just a lot more of them now and they're all over the world well and they're more brazen about it too they're telling you you know like world economic forum klaus schwab you got saying by 2030 you will own nothing and you will be happy they're just like right out front with it like you said they're they're wearing no clothes and the doors slam shut behind them and now it's just out there for everyone to see at this point if you don't see it, it's because you're choosing to ignore it. And yeah. uh, I, I think as time goes on, it's going to get harder and harder for people to dismiss everything as a quote-unquote conspiracy theory when, yeah. uh, you know, a, a steak costs $30 and gas is $20 and you literally can't buy a house because they've all been bought up yep. by BlackRock and State Street and Vanguard. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, everything's right there in the open. It's willful ignorance at this point if you don't want to get on board and, and, and agree that there are sociopaths that, that are pulling some very big strings and it's affecting your life directly. It's not a conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. There's literally a conspiracy. People get together behind closed doors and figure out how they're going to fuck you over. Yeah. Yep. The only thing is, though, the door is kind of like cracked open a little bit. You can peep in the door now, and, yeah, and, yeah. and people just put their <laughs> hands over their eyes. But this is a big reason that I speak out, and I've gotten a lot of hate for speaking out, and I've lost a lot yeah. of followers and fans and uh, you know shit like that. But I don't care because my only concern is that we're running out of time. People need to understand and realize this stuff sooner than later, because yeah. if, if, if people don't snap out of this quickly, we might wind up with the 2030 agenda that globalists and crazy people really want. You know, 2030 is only eight years away. And that's when they're saying that you will own nothing. You'll be happy. Well, what if I'm not happy? Yeah. <laughs> well, do they? Yeah. Well, well, what's the plan then? Yeah. You still own nothing. <laughs> hey, well, at least you'll still own nothing. And I'll be happy. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, they kept that into the deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's only eight years away. And, mm-hmm. and this is not a conspiracy theory. The 2030 agenda is right there on the UN website. Anyone can look it up. And the way that the agenda is, is, uh, delivered publicly for everyone to see it all sounds really great we're gonna end poverty we're gonna end uh famine and and food issues we're we're gonna make sure that 
everyone's got good social standing and we're going to have peace on earth and blah, blah, blah. It all sounds great on paper, but if you read between the lines a little bit, a lot of it sounds like some sort of communist utopia. And in the past, historically, whenever communism is implemented, it does, except for the people at the top running the the regime or whatever, it does even out the playing field and it makes everyone kind of equal, equally poor. Communism doesn't take the rich people and the poor people and then raise the poor people up to the level of the rich people. No, it takes the rich people and chops their fucking legs off and it makes everyone poor. And in that regard, everyone is equal. So yeah, just if you can discern a little bit and read between the lines a little bit, you can see that they're very brazen with what they want to do with us and, uh, or to us. And we need people to understand and fight back now while there's still a chance. So that's why people like yourself, I really respect and uh, have a lot of love for because you, like me, speak out right now when something needs to get said. Calling bullshit bullshit is necessary right now more than ever. And I think so many people, even ones that would agree with us, are afraid to say anything. They don't want to rock the boat. Oh, I don't want to lose any followers. Oh, I don't want somebody to be mad at me. Oh, I don't want people to not like my band anymore. Like I don't give a yeah. fuck. We have way bigger, more consequential things going on right now than how many Instagram followers do I have? I could <laughs> not care less. The world as we know it might cease to exist soon if you people don't become aware of this information. And the TV's not telling you. The radio's not telling you. The newspaper's not telling you. And I don't see any fucking buddy else saying anything. So, God damn it, I didn't want to do this, but here I go. I'm going to tell everybody some shit they don't want to hear, but they need to hear. Yeah, man. And again, I just love and admire the fact that you're that kind of person as well. Yeah, man, and likewise, dude. I mean, obviously in the last few years, you kind of get caught into stupid shit online and you know and I've, I've just kind of definitely pulled back from doing that so much because that shit can affect me a bit you know and i don't like it you know it's, it's i don't and i don't think doing stuff on social media and stuff like that is it's not really going to change much but i feel that putting information out there and and just letting it there and not coming from a not judging anyone or anything like that but just saying hey this is the information you know, this is what it is. Take from it what you will, you know. It's it, it's it's all there if you want it. And if you want to find it and you want to look for it, you know, and or, or you it's all right there. But yeah, like I, I admire what you've done as well, man. And why else would you put it out there other than if you honestly believed and thought that it was the absolute truth, you know, like why well people wanna ridicule you or give you a hard time or or, or that and it's like, Well, what are you doing, man? Like <laughs> What are you standing behind? What the government? <laughs> really? I'm standing behind what corporate media and the government told me. Yeah, I mean, to me <laughs> that's just ridiculous. Like we're like metalheads and punk rockers and, and we're supposed to be the ones that do this. We try and wake people up and snap out of it and push back against it so that we can all have the life that we want to have, you know, and that's yeah. that's what I'll, you know, try and continue to do and and put it in the music and stuff, you know, like with the King Parrot stuff, I don't put it in there, but um, I've got another, uh, I haven't, but I probably will moving forward and a little bit more. And 
but with uh, got another band with Joe and Dave from Psychroptic and Brett from Revocation and Rad. Yeah, it's called Crisis Act. It's like a sort of like a grindcore kind of Is it Crisis Actor. No, just Crisis Act. Oh, okay, because <laughs> Crisis Actor <laughs> would be a really funny band name. Yeah, well, we thought about that. We were going to call it Crisis Actor, and we were like, no, let's just call it Crisis Act, you know? Like. <laughs> and, um, yeah, because I thought people might just think it's a, you know, and it, but anyway, like, yeah, it's sort of like grind. If you can imagine Psychroptic trying to play grindcore, well, with me singing, um, yeah, <laughs> that's Sweet. what it sounds like. Hell yeah. Is there any of that stuff recorded? Yeah, yeah, we did one EP. Yeah, we've done we've done an EP, and we're just about to do another one. Hell um, yeah! All right, I've I gotta check that out. Vocals. That's yeah, rad, yeah. and it's Brett from Revocation playing bass. Yeah, Brett's playing bass. Yeah, sick, dude. Yeah, so there's a lot of that stuff on there. I, I put a lot of that stuff into the vocals, and that's rad. I had no idea that band existed. Yeah, man, I'll uh, I'll send you some stuff as well. So fuck that's yeah, something else that Sounds people good. can check out too. Hell yeah. I'll I'll have links to all the new stuff and your music and stuff in the description. Awesome, man. Uh, that sounds really good. So shows this weekend and a new record later this year. So you imagine new record will come out next year? Yeah, it'll be by the time it'll go through the, the processes and everything. I think it'll be next year. But um, yeah, we're definitely going to try and finish. I mean, there's some structures and there's some songs and things like that all there and whip it into shape over the next few months and then potentially record it in our summertime. So December, January, February and or something like that. And then, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be ready to go at some point next year. That's the plan. Hell yeah. That's way rad. Oh, so this is a loaded question. And if you don't have an answer right here immediately, it's fine. If you think of something later, you could send it to me. But typically when I have somebody on, I ask them this same question at the end. Okay. If you could leave one message behind and tell future generations one thing or one piece of advice, what would you want to pass down to them? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, man. That's one of those questions, isn't it? That um, if you think about it too much, you're just going to get confused. And I'm just, um, I would just sort of say, you know, do what you love, man. Do what you love. That's pretty much as simple as I would make it. Do what you love and trust that it's going to pan out and that things are going to work out if you follow what you love doing, you know? Hell yeah. I think there's so much pressure put on kids to know exactly what they want to do when they're in high school and make a career choice and, and all that sort of stuff when they're, you know, still kids at 18 or, or, or whatever, you know, you go study, go to university, or whatever, you know, and I mean, I wasn't, I, I, I still remember when I was like 15 and talking to my mom and she's like, so, you know, what do you want to do? And, and all that. I'm just like, mom, I just want to play in a fucking band. That's what I want to do. I just want to play <laughs> in a fucking band. That's exactly what I said to my parents. <laughs> and she's like, well, you know, but you could potentially like be a sound engineer. And I'm like, I don't want to be a fucking sound engineer. <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, yeah, but we should just go and do this and, you know, like, and have a look at this. And I remember we we had to, as part of, like, the high school thing, you had to kind of go and have a look at some courses and things that you would do after high school, man. And I, I didn't even finish high school. Like, I just dropped out, man. I was smoking too, way too much pot and just, <laughs> I, I was 
nuts back then. I didn't even care about school. And uh, and I just said, you know, I, I just want to play in a fucking band, you know. And it's funny, you know, like when you, you know, we've been lucky enough to be able to tour and play all around the world and do all that stuff. And, and by no means are we like a, a huge successful band or anything like that. But, you know, we've been able to do so much more than what I um, ever thought I would able to be able to do in terms of playing music and I'm incredibly grateful for that opportunity and now I can sort of go see my mind that's all I wanted to fucking do I just wanted to play in the fucking band that's all you know and and we love it and we do it because we love it and you know and, and the music that we play obviously is in everyone's cup of tea but the people that love it love it and get behind it and support it and that's why we do it you know it's important to us it's it's awesome it's there's nothing like it and um i wouldn't change it for anything you know it's great and so that's what i would say man to people is just you know follow what you love and, and do what you love and, and everything else will take care of itself yep and then someday uh they'll wind up like you I mean, <laughs> dude, you've toured all around the world. You've done a lot of really cool shit, and all of it was because of following your own advice there. Yeah, man, and, and yeah, and same goes for you and, and everyone else. And sort of, you know, like, you, you look, I look at bands like you know, like you said, you saw Diardi's Murder the other day. I mean, we did a tour with them. Must have been 2013, I think it was, when we first sort of started. We're getting a little bit more traction and just seeing the way that they were doing it then, you know, they were ready to go to that next level and it's really inspiring, you know, and great bunch of guys and just doing what they love, you know. They just do what they love and they're playing huge shows now all over the world to massive audiences and it's just inspiring to see that. They've just follow their dreams and they do what they love and it's great you know it's uh, no better advice i've been listening to a lot do you ever listen to wayne dyer yeah the bald guy right yeah yeah the old bald guy he's uh -huh. an old psychologist kind of thing i mean i, was, I just listen to that stuff all the time now and it's uh just incredible just it's had a really good positive effect on my life the last sort of i don't know six months or something like that i've been listening to it quite a lot and uh, yeah it's been been awesome hell yeah that's great that's great yeah. advice. Right when you said it, just do what you love. I started smiling ear to ear. So that's a good one. <laughs> I always ask this question because the answer is always good. Or if nothing else, interesting. Yeah, exactly. Normally I give people a heads up. I'm going to ask you this heavy ass question, but you rose to the occasion perfectly. I surprised myself. Usually I fuck that up. <laughs> <laughs> Something's shifting. Uh, because of that, I normally give people a heads up. I totally spaced uh, letting you know that was going to happen, but you're the man. You did it. I was going to say we should commend each other, I, I think, for um, being able to sort of link the time. Up Holy and, and shit. All that sort yeah, of stuff. dude. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's like one thirty in the morning here now. <laughs> yeah, it's 9.30 in the morning here, but I'm way behind you time-wise. Yeah, scheduling this was a challenge. Yeah, we got there in the end, man. I'm glad we did. Yeah, thanks for staying up late and doing it, man. I appreciate it. No, absolutely, man. It's great to catch up. Yeah, you too, youngie. It's been a long time. It has, man. It has, yeah. Really awesome to talk to you, bro. You too, man. I miss you. I love you. Yeah, I love you too, brother. And uh, yeah, hopefully I'll see you sooner rather than later. Yeah, in the real real. Not in the metaverse. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, <laughs> Fuck the metaverse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother, you take care and thanks again, man. Appreciate it. Yeah.
Thanks for tuning in and sticking around to the end, everybody. On the next episode, I think I'm going to have to dive into the recording for the Newly Special record. I think it would be a good time to talk about how some of that went and catch you up on what else has been going on recently. As always, I appreciate your support. Thanks so much for listening and tuning in and sharing it with your friends. Liking, subscribing, doing all that good stuff, reviewing, rating, leaving comments, spreading the word. I appreciate you all more than you know. One of the best ways to support the podcast would be to buy a t-shirt. Wear it loud and wear it proud, out and about wherever you may roam. Of course, you can pick those up at riffsordie.com, as well as listen to all of the episodes, even ones that were censored from YouTube. They are on riffsordie.com. And if you're really feeling generous, you can head over to patreon.com slash riffsordie and subscribe, become a patron. Your support is vital to me knowing that I should keep doing this show. So I really appreciate you all. Thanks so much for your time, and go do what you love. Talk to you again soon, friends. Adios. (laughs) 